Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. And action. Hey, everyone. I'm Sarah Gretzky. And I'm Natalie Buck. And together, we are the Net Chicks. We're here to talk anything and everything on screen, including what your favorite celebs are up to. And if you want to know what shows we are absolutely loving and hating, well, thank God, because we will be unpacking for you every single Thursday. So grab your Netflix and some popcorn because the chicks are coming. And scene. Hey, bestie, it's Cammie Crawford. Relationships are hard, and that's why I'm here. Think of me as your big sister slash audible BFF that you can always trust to give you the real tea. This is my show, Relationship. The advice podcast that covers all relationship topics. The good, the bad, and the straight up shitty. Need advice? Send your story to hello at relationshippod.com or DM me at relationship on IG. And tune in every Friday for new episodes. Be sure to follow us and subscribe so you don't miss all the hot goss. And if you're loving the show, please leave us a review. Talk soon, bestie. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. It's your girl, Cammie Crawford. And today we have my girl, my TV host, sister in Christ, Kelty Knight. She's a three-time Emmy Award-winning TV host, New York Times bestselling author, one-third of the Lady Gang. And you guys are about to start your Lady Secrets tour. Kelty, welcome to the show. Well, we had you on our podcast a few months ago and we had yes. the best time. And then, hi, by the way. And then every time <laughs> I go on the iTunes charts, because you know I'm a psycho for data, Love you it. are crushing... And like on girl. top of Lady Gang. And I was like, how is this girl have enough time to do so many shows? No, I could ask you the same thing, first of all. No. No. <laughs> just figure it out. We question. just figure it out. We Thanks just for figure it me. out. Of course. No, I had to. I had to. Wish Becca and Jack were here. But, you know, it's all good. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Cam. So we're heading out on this tour and we have rock star dreams. Jack and I dated the same. Speaking of relationship, Jack and I dated the same emo rocker in the early 2000s. Stop. Yes. A, a guy from Panic at the Disco. And <gasps> um, Wait, who was it? Well, he's not in the band anymore. He was oh, the guitar shit. player. And <laughs> so Jack dated him. She was a big scene queen. Yeah. And then they broke up and then I was a dancer and I danced for them at the VMAs in 2006. And so I met him that night and dated him for like three years. And then after we broke up, I guess Jack and him hooked up again. Like it's like a whole thing. And you and guys were friends during this time? No, no, no. We were enemies. <gasps> we were, I didn't, we didn't know each other, we, but we were pitted against on the internet because Jack was like this MySpace 
blue, like, yes. you know, leopard hair, eyeliner, like rock and roll girl. And I was like this sweet New York City ballerina. And so like, it was like good girl versus like scene girl. And anyway, so at the end of that, what I realized is that like, I just really had a girl crush on Jack this whole time. She's so cool, as you know. She's so cool. Love Ugh. her. Love and, her. That's uh, how I met you. Yes, exactly. And so mm-hmm. I was like, hey, we need a third girl for the podcast. Like, would you want to, would you want to do it? And she was like, sure. We barely knew each other. Anyway, this tour we're going out on, we got a bus. We got like, look, I got the laminate passes. You like, guys are the rock stars now. We're the rock stars. A very 360 <laughs> moment. I love it. I love it. And you guys are so busy. The fact that you're even making time for this, I love you for it. So thank you. It's pretty wild. And that's the reason I was going to say Becca and Jack couldn't be here is like, we are planning this tour and it's like planning 15 weddings in four oh weeks with God. three brides. And Becca has a brand new baby. So it's been insane. Just like, insane. We just rip you away from your child. Yeah. To go on rock star tour. But I love it. That's what friends are for. Your friends are like, bitch, come outside. We're we've got the Corvette. Yeah. Let's go for a drive. Let's exactly. go somewhere. Let's go somewhere exactly. crazy. Oh exactly. my God, that's insane. So tell us about the tour. What's it going to entail? Because today's episode, by the way, is all about lady secrets. Okay, great. Yes. <laughs> well, we're so excited. So in the beginning of the pandemic, we released our first book, Act Like a Lady, and it hit the New York Times and a bunch of other bestseller lists. And we didn't realize that people, it was an advice book with essays that we wrote about our lives. And everyone hated the advice because we give very questionable advice, which good luck today, <laughs> everyone that's listening. Only listening to your main girl. Don't listen to me. But the people loved the essays. They loved the essays. And so we kind of had this idea of girls are always writing in these anonymous secrets into our Facebook group. And we're like, okay, well, let's see if we can like do something with that. So Mm -hmm. we wrote 32 essays, the three of us about our deepest, darkest secrets. So it's Jack accidentally went on a date with Josh Duhamel. Julia Roberts hates me. I snuck into a George Clooney party at the Cannes Film Festival by accident and then got kicked out, but he acted like he liked me. So I don't know what happened there. I didn't know who Norma's written. Norman Reedus from, I still don't, from Walking Dead was on a red carpet and I passed on him. You know how when we're doing red carpet? Of course, yeah. And I was like, no, no, I don't need him. And then like figured out that he was like the biggest star in the world and then blamed it on my period. Like, you know, there's just like a lot of really good secrets in the book. So we wrote all these essays. Becca's talking about infertility, the baby coming. And then we had this hotline, 1-844-SEXY-LADY. And women from across the world called in with their secrets and they're crazy. So now we're taking the whole show on tour. I have a giant wheel of secrets, like a wheel of fortune, like it's going to spin and it's going to end up on a secret that we're going to tell. We have bachelors to hook the girls up with in every city. We have a sit down chair dance that we're doing. We're doing good week, bad week, like a a big thing from our podcast. Mm -hmm. We're doing live ask the lady gang. Like it's just so fun, but we have like multiple photo booths. So when you come like your outfit will be idolized on your Instagram, like cute outfits, free shit for everyone, free book with ticket. Like it's going to be a big extravaganza. No, no. This sounds like a soiree. Like this isn't just yeah. a party. This is like a soiree with champagne and like crystal glasses. I think that earth is hard right now for everyone. Yeah. And I think that people are, you know, not everyone, but a lot of people are really struggling right now. And there's like this doom of like mm-hmm. recession and doom and the end of the world is coming. Yeah. So I was like, if people are going to spend 30 bucks to come to the show, they better get a free book, a gift card to their favorite store. Yes. They- like a picture, like they, I need to make it worth it. So we really like, you know, you rolled out the red carpet. Harry Styles is not giving you a gift card to Marshall's. Okay. Period. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. So before we get into the relationship secrets, because we asked our, right. Right. I'm so excited. What are your secrets? 
I want to know what your biggest secret is that you've shared. You know, one thing I shared actually that you'll kind of relate to, and I think your people will, is I shared an essay in the in Lady Secrets this time around about leaving. We talked about TV hosting. I, mm-hmm. I was at Entertainment Tonight and The Insider at CBS for over a decade. And I left that job in about two and a half years ago, but it was during the pandemic. So it was like, it was a, you know how there's like this whole thing about quietly quitting? Yeah. I was yeah. like, I'm a connoisseur. Like I did it first. That's like, how I more, didn't even know. I nobody didn't even knows. You weren't like, there anymore. I never announced it because I'm also, I'm working on it. I have a new series, a new music show coming out on CBS. So I'm still working there just mm-hmm. in a different way. So it was like very, I'm not going to like, you know, anyway, there were many reasons for that, that breakup. But one of the things that I talked about is that I'm like such a goal oriented, high functioning, like person who's trying to achieve shit on the daily. Mm. And when I left that job, I had no idea who I was as a human being. Mm. So I actually saw kind of embarrassing, a grief counselor that I still see, but for an entire year, I did grief counseling every Tuesday for an hour about how to like get over this job and not that I was heartbroken, like I wanted it back, but like I had been doing the same thing. I think many people could, I know women do this in their jobs and nobody talks about it, but like in relationships too, like I just Mm. had the same life for 10 years. I went to the same place. I worked with the same people. I did the same thing. I had this job security. And then like my whole life blew up and I was like, what is next? Who am I without this job? Like take the Emmys down off the shelf. Like if I'm not in first position on the red carpet, do I matter? Like Mm. it was like really intense. And I've kind of opened up a little bit on our Lady Gang podcast about this essay. And I've had so many women being like, I worked at the Knicks. I worked at here for seven years. And then I got laid off and I was like, how could you do this to me? And there's like a grief that comes with like your life, not working out the way you thought it would. So for me that, you know, that's probably the most intense essay, you know, it's a weird phenomenon. So that's like probably my biggest secret. My second biggest secret in the book is that Many, many years ago, like a decade ago, I was on The Bachelor for one one evening. What? I, yes, I know. Nobody know. I mean, what? People know, people know I'm an icon if you watch my exit interview on the internet. But I had just moved to L.A. and I had a hosting agent. Will not name her. Bad advice. It was her idea. Of course. It was like Deanna was huge at the time. And she's like, well, if you want to be a television host, you should go on The Bachelor. And I was like, great tell me what to do. I'll do. So I signed, I was single. I signed up. I had just gotten out of the relationship with this Jack and I's mutual ex. I signed up and I'm so excited. And then like, what you don't realize is television production does not move at the pace of which your life. No, no. So I went off and did my life. And six months later, get this call. Hey, come down to Santa Monica. We want to meet you. So I get cast on the bachelor, but I had just started dating. Like, I think I'd been <gasps> out with my husband on three dates. I didn't know him with for your a minute. Husband? He's my husband. He literally is, we go to breakfast at the 101 cafe. I'll never forget it. And we had gone on a couple, couple dates, you know, like, I don't think we'd slept together yet. Like it was still, it was casual, but like, I can look back now knowing that like, I knew you were the one, but I was like, just against mm-hmm. it. Cause I was like, everyone's going to fuck me over. Like, I'm not giving up anything for a man. Mm-hmm. Aquarius anyway, behavior. He was like, Kelty, will you be my girlfriend? And I was like, Chris, I can't be your girlfriend. I'm going on the bachelor. <laughs> First of all, I think that there is a high percentage of men in Los Angeles that have experienced this exact heartbreak. (laughs) (laughs) This has happened so many times. 
It's not a once in a lifetime. Yes. So I I shared the secret about the entire timeline and how it went down and my time in the bachelor mansion, which was a beat very short. I was there. I made it past one rose ceremony and the whole, and it was, I think I have an NDA that I'm not allowed to talk about it, but I'm talking about it. And so, yeah, those are my, my two big secrets for the book. Holy shit. First of all, the bachelor franchise NDAs, they last so long, but could it still be in place for you? I mean, I've now been with my husband for 12 years. Like, um, no, no, burn it. Burn it. And also, like, let me just tell you something. If you go back to that era of The Bachelor, the shit that they were having people do is so gross and not politically correct Mm. and terrible. I mean, we talk about Bachelor having issues now. Way back then, it was nuts. Yeah. It was so great. And I knew it was bad then. And I was like, what am I doing? Anyway, <laughs> I'm glad it didn't last. I'm glad it was never my claim. But the funniest story about this whole thing is that when I didn't include this in the book, but all these years later, so I grew up with Caitlin Bristow, former bachelor mm. at Dancing with the Stars Girl. Her mom, Les, and my mom, Sheila, are best friends. So I grew up with Katie since the time we were like three, you know, like mm. for our whole lives, we've known each other. And we had kind of lost touch in our teen years. Like I'd gone off to New York and she wrote me and was like, Hey, Kelty, I know you went on The Bachelor. I'm wondering what your experience was like. I'm thinking about going on. And I wrote her this email that we still have and we laugh about all the time. I was like, don't you dare. It's the worst experience of my life. It ruined my career. It's terrible. You can never live it down. Blah, like I basically was like, absolutely not. So she went and does it anyway. Yeah, of course. America's sweetheart, then becomes The Bachelorette, then hosts The Bachelor, then wins Dancing with the Stars. Of course. Yeah. Well, you had bad advice <laughs> that you passed on to someone else yes. that ended up being good advice for them. That you know is- what? the nature of the beast. So when What's we LA, tell people baby? their advice for these lady secrets, just know that I told Kate Bristow to not go on The Bachelor. And people would have hated you for that. But they wouldn't have known because it would have been a secret. Right, exactly. That is hilarious. Okay. I, I have so many questions, but obviously I have to move on. The Bachelor. But you know what's crazy? As a TV host, I can fucking relate because especially at that time, even it was only up until recently that if you're a content creator or if you're an influencer, like you can get these hosting gigs back in the fucking day when I was trying to get on, that was not a thing. You had to be a trained host. You had to know how to read prompter. You had to like know how to report. You had to do your own self-reporting. You had to be in the trenches before you could become a host. Mm -hmm. So I don't fucking blame you because if somebody told me that if I went on The Bachelor, I would be the next fucking Hoda copy, I would have had my ass in a dress walking down the cobblestones to get to the mansion. (laughs) Okay. You know what I mean? Immediately. I do. I do. I do. And there wasn't as many then. There was like two seasons a year. So it was a a much bigger deal. Yeah. Not for me, obviously. (laughs) You did your part. Listen, we all know how hard it is to keep a routine. I think Oprah said it takes, what, 21 days to form a habit? Like, that's that takes a long time. And sometimes you don't even know where to start. Like with staying consistent with your vitamin routine, it's really, really difficult. But we all know that it helps you stay on track and really see results. And Care Of is here to make that easier than you ever thought possible. Care Of is a subscription service that ships high-quality, personalized vitamins, supplements, and powders conveniently to your door every month. Fall is just around the corner, and as the seasons change, now is the perfect time to reset and think a little about the changes that you can make in your daily routine to better your health. 
All you're going to do is take a short in-depth quiz about your lifestyle and health goals for a personalized recommendation, taking the guesswork out of which supplements are best suited for you. Now, I personally use care of, and what I love about it is obviously, you know, the personalized care, but you know, I like my aesthetics. So I love the fact that each customized booklet has your information about what's in there for you specifically and for your health goals, but then also it has your name on it which is really cute. Every vitamin pack has your name on it so that you know that this pack of vitamins is specifically for you. Care-of's free app gives you daily reminders to take your vitamins and even rewards you for doing so with exclusive discounts and merch just by tracking your progress. Care-of daily vitamin packs are also made with plant-based compostable film so you can stress less about your impact on the planet. Now you know we love a sustainable girly. For 50% off of your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter code CAMI50. That's 50% off of your first care of order by going to takecareof.com and entering code CAMI50. All right, bestie, I love to see you take care of yourself. You know, we love to see it. Now let's get back to the podcast. Okay. Our relationship listeners wrote in with okay. their secrets that they need some advice on. Okay, and great. Some of them are very, very juicy. Okay, here we go. Hey, girl, out here in the UK. So I'm engaged to my partner of six years. We've been engaged for one year, but my ex is now my sneaky link. He's out here sending me cash for things, lashes, tattoos, and not going to lie, I love the attention. I know I'm leading my ex on and he thinks that we have a future and that I'm going to dump my current partner, but I'm not. I just like the attention help. <laughs> My favorite part about this writing in is that she's like, he's giving me money for lashes and tattoos. Yeah. Like, who is this woman? I feel like your life is really fun. Yeah. I love it. I love it for her. I mean, I think uh, you're engaged. I think things are different when it's like just boyfriend and girlfriend. Cause to mm -hmm. me, that's like play play. Like I'm now at the stage where I'm like, we're nothing until we're married, even though my heart does not function that way. I'm definitely like, I'm madly in love with you. Mm -hmm. Please be with me forever. Mm -hmm. But because I feel like you up the ante when you add these, you know, these, these binds in your relationships. And like when you're engaged, Maybe you should ask your fiance for money for tattoos and lashes. I think he would I think he would rather give it to you than you getting it from your ex. I'm going to I'm going to be a real Kelty here and take this with a grain of salt. And I, we love your listeners and I'm sure they're lovely humans. I think that your sneaky link is whatever. I was going to say slinky. Slinky. Link. <laughs> whatever. That's not that's not the real issue here. The issue is like. I got to be honest, marriage is really long. I've mm -hmm. been married 10 years and there's good years and bad years, not even good days and bad days. And the best part of meeting the person that you want to spend the rest of your life with is the engagement. Mm -hmm. So if you're so not getting what you need as a human being in this engagement period, your marriage is doomed. This is not the person for you, in my opinion, yeah. because you should be so like Disney princessed out about the future of your life, you don't really want to be needing a sneaky, sneaky link mm -hmm. <laughs> until like year five or six of your marriage. Like there's a seven year itch, which is like, I definitely had where I was like, Hmm, let me go on Facebook and look at my high school boyfriend and see if I can get some attention from him. Like, you know, that's like what happens after you've been married for a long time, but you're in engagement period, which if there's already, you're needing to go somewhere else for attention, mm -hmm. then I think there's, work in your relationship to do. But what's 
calling to me is there's work for you, lashes and tattoos. Mm -hmm. I feel like there is self-work here that needs to be done, self-nourishing, because you're just going to keep falling down this rabbit hole if you're like, I love attention too. Yeah. Business, but like, I just feel like there's some self-work to do before you get married. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, I'm not leaving him, but like, then what happens the next time? Like in three years, when you have another sneaky link and it's not just tattoos and lashes, it's penis inside you. Like mm-hmm. that is like, mm-hmm. cause that's the trajectory. That's, well, that's where it starts. But even with the, the X, like he's obviously, he's not investing in this just cause he wants to see your fucking lashes done and see you with more tattoos. Like he, he wants to see you happy. He wants no. you. He wants that ass. So if you keep on making him think that you're going to give it to him, like, mm. I don't know. I also, I, I feel like I have admitted to being an emotional cheater in past relationships before mm-hmm. my last of big relationship. I was emotionally dipping out towards the end when I knew it was over. I would mm. be like, ah, uh, let me go over here and like cultivate something real quick so mm-hmm. that when it's over, I'm not alone. But in my last relationship, that was the only time that I did not do that. And when I got out of it, I was like, the same thing. Like, I need a grief counselor. Like, what the fuck mm-hmm. am I? Like, who am I? What do I have? Who's mm-hmm. around? Like, I have nobody to text. So, but I feel like even in situations where it seems like light flirting or like n- innocent, it really isn't. Because when you have somebody that you love and you care about, mm-hmm. you don't want to fucking hurt them. Like, you're going to hurt him over some fucking lashes and tattoos. Mm-hmm. Is it worth it? But I wonder when you said the seven year it itch because they've been engaged. Mm-hmm. They've been together for six years and engaged for mm-hmm. one if it's like creeping up, but they're not married yet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it seems like, I don't know, Cammy, with what you were saying about this, like emotional cheating and stuff, I got to be honest. Like we talk about this a lot on Lady Gang. Becca's been with her husband for a long time too. And like, there is a certain level and I wouldn't call it emotional cheating. I would call it feel the fantasy. Mm, mm -hmm. And it's like, I do think there is like, we once were traveling as lady gang and I went on the airplane, we're sitting in business class. I don't remember where we're going, but obviously we're being fancy. And I remember we did an experiment where I took off my wedding ring and we were like trying to see if like I could get hit on, you know, I couldn't by the way, but like (laughs) we talk about and do dumb shit like that all the time. Like we get so giggly when we have like a guy guest on, we'd all like Oliver Hudson on the podcast. We're like, oh my God. And he's like married, we're married, but it's like, there is like a level of like, you're so you've been having sex with the same person for so long Mm -hmm. that there's like, it's not emotional cheating, but there's like a, it's kind of like a sliding doors. You're like, well, what would have happened if I went? Mm. And and most of the time, like I've been in cities where like exes lived or whatever. And like, you kind of go down that sliding door and then you realize very quickly, oh God, this person had this thing about them that like they could have never been my person, you know? So I don't know. It's not as black and white as like you can never emotionally cheat, but I wouldn't call it emotionally cheating. Like if you're fully emotional, you can't do something that's going to hurt the other person. Like if mm-hmm. my husband found out that I was Googling over Oliver Hudson, he would laugh at me. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, if yeah. My Hudson, if my husband, <laughs> husband found out that I was like getting purses paid for by an ex-boyfriend, he would be like, what the fuck? You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. There's, there's definitely, there's levels. There's levels. Did you learn so much when you came out of the relationship and you were dead alone? Oh, 
Yes, 1,000%. You're probably the person you are now because of that. 1,000%. I thought I was going to die. I literally thought I was going to die. I was like, this is the end. I'm not making it past this moment. And then I didn't. I feel like every woman, (laughs) you didn't die. No. Here you are, thriving. Yeah. I feel like every woman, I had a very similar situation and I've had so many friends. I feel like you're not ready for the love of your life until you've gone through that exact same thing. Yeah. Yes. 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 Because now the clarity, the clarity, it's like, it feels like when I go to the chiropractor and he snaps my spine back in place Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden my sinuses just like, Mm -hmm. like I can like breathe. I can see clearly. I was like, oh, like this, this person is great, but just not for me. It was not Mm going to be, that was never Mm going to last. Mm -hmm. Now I know exactly what I'm looking for. I know exactly what I want. And like, I'm not going to stop until I get it. Right. And you're good. You figured out how to be alone, which is the most important thing. Yeah. And now I'm dating and I'm happy and I'm. And it's also like the sexiest thing. Yeah. Someone else when they're like, I love you. I don't need to be with you. Mm-hmm. And if you leave me, I'll be fine. And like the confidence yeah. of like, you can always say that, but mm-hmm. until you've been through it, you don't actually yeah. have the confidence to really know it. Yeah. There's healing in the heartbreak, babe. There's like healing a Celine in Dion the heartbreak. song, baby. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I will okay. go on. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Okay. Here goes the next one. I recently got pregnant by a man who I later found out has a whole wife and another baby on the way oh. to be part in our soon-to-be child's life, I only asked of him that my baby would not be a secret to the rest of his family. <gasps> he can't give me a straight answer to that at this moment. Should mm-hmm. I just cut him off right away? Because one thing's for sure, I'm not letting my baby grow up with an inferiority complex. Well, good for you. Number one. Number two, fuck him. <laughs> he's a fucking... Clearly, clearly, he's got a lot going on. This is your specialty. Well. <laughs> not your specialty but like i feel like these like double triple lives is like yeah yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. oh no? you know i see this all the time i mean what do you think before i dig into this man's ass real quick i feel a lot of compassion for her mm-hmm. i feel like this is a whole life and you've chosen it sounds like she's chosen to keep this baby and this is why having these options as women is so important. Please, please, midterms are coming up vote. But, you know, I have a lot of compassion for her because I'm I'm looking at a lot of my friends right now that are in very stable relationships that are raising children and it's impossible. It's yeah. so difficult. It's so expensive. And for her to have to do this alone for her whole life is heartbreaking. I do not think you can depend on this man. And I do not think he's going to tell his family and ruin his life. And I think you will be alone. And so you have to really figure out what your plan is. And now it's not really about you and your heart and this relationship. It's about this baby. What's your plan? Who's your tribe? How are you going to afford this? How are you going to find care? How are you going to work? And you will eventually fall in love with someone who wants to be a father. And this happens all the time. And like, it's like, oh, I never knew my life without Joel. You see it at your friend's weddings. You're like, Joel was my stepdad. And he was like, you know, I have a half sister with my dad and he was not in her life and he Mm. is the best dad for me. Like it's Mm. a time and a place thing too, for these men. I think you're on your own and you can't expect anything from him. And I would cut him out of your life and get planning and get saving. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. Listen, as a child that grew up without my biological father in my life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He left when I was five and, but my dad who raised me came in my life when I was two and obviously thank him. 
praise for having that Cinderella story. Wonderful, right? Wonderful. But at the same time, nothing beats having, you know, your birth parent in your life if you can. But at the same time, like when I look at my mom, I just think she made the best decision for herself. Mm-hmm. For me, like, thank mm-hmm. God she had me. Imagine what the world would be like without me. I mean, we <laughs> would be so screwed. I'm so, so happy so ugly. she did. I'm so happy she you did. You wouldn't know so... what the sneaky link was. Exactly. I'm so happy she had a choice, though. Yeah. And she made the choice that she she needed to make for herself. She was mm-hmm. like, regardless if this person is involved or not, I'm having my baby. This is what I'm doing. It's going to be me and her. So mm-hmm. if you go into it with that mentality of like, it's me and this kid. Don't fucking worry about this fucking clown because yeah. he's on his Nick Cannon shit. Yeah. He can do whatever he wants to do. You just focus on you and your happiness and the mm-hmm. happiness of this child. But I would I would cut him off from anything other than like what he needs to be involved in because mm-hmm. what's his use? What's his use? He's got another baby on the way with a wife. With a wife. This is such a horrible situation to yeah. be in. No, it is. It is. And I can't imagine how it makes you feel, especially after the fact. But listen, now you have all the information. So do and with that what you will. you could be birthing the next Cammy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What a blessing. What a um, blessing. <laughs> what a blessing. Or Kelty. Hello. In don't do that. <laughs> we need more of us in the world. We do need more of us. I feel like you are a, possibly a better version knowing all your sneaky links all the sneaky links i know i know all of them i know all of them (laughs) y'all listen i talked about them before and i think i raved about them so much that they decided to come back to the podcast so i could not be happier okay you know how i feel about zocdoc by now I book all of my doctors on ZocDoc. I found some of my favorite physicians on ZocDoc, whether it's like a gyno that I really, really loved. Shout out to you, Keisha. You're the bomb. Or a dentist. Like there are so many amazing, amazing doctors that you can find for you in your network and in your neighborhood on ZocDoc. One that makes you feel like you're in good hands. You're supported and you're heard. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. On ZocDoc, you can find every specialist under the sun, whether you're trying to straighten out those teeth, fix an achy back, get that mole checked out, or anything else, ZocDoc has you covered. ZocDoc's mobile app is as easy as ordering a ride to a restaurant or getting delivery to your house. Search, find, and book doctors with just a few taps. Now, when I say I use ZocDoc all the time, I use ZocDoc all the time. And it is so easy to find a doctor that's right for you, book an appointment in person or remotely that works for your schedule. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc, and I'm one of them. It's my go-to whenever I need to book a quality doctor. I was actually just telling my sister the other day, you better go on ZocDoc. She was looking for a doctor for something. And I was like, if you don't go on ZocDoc and book that appointment, she was like, what's ZocDoc? I was like, girl, don't you listen to the podcast? And she does, but you know, it's fine. She's listening now and she's downloaded it and she booked an appointment. So it works. Go to ZocDoc.com slash Cami and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for top rated doctors today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash Cami. ZocDoc.com slash Cami. Okay, here we go. I'm in a relationship, but I have a crush on my friend still. What do I do? 
We had a lot of these, by the way. A lot of people who have like secret crushes on friends, things that they, you know, it was platonic, but now I want more. Like, what do I do? But this is a relationship one. We've done some, we've done some, some cheating, emotional cheating and whatever this might be or turn into ones. But what do you think about people who Mm. are in relationships or sorry, not in relationships, but have these friendships that they, Mm. that were platonic and now it's moving into something else. Can you fuck your best friend? (laughs) That's what we want to know. I have to tell you that of all the secrets, Cammy, that we got for lady secrets submitted for this book, the number one most popular secret was like cheating. I mean, everyone Mm. is cheating and everyone is in love with the person they work with or the guy, the soccer coach or the whatever, like the friends who fuck outside your relationship or your in thing is everywhere. Mm -hmm. And so I think just before we answer this, like there's a lot of shame because women, I think men, and just not to be like too gender normal here, but Mm -hmm. like, I think men walk around and they're like, when they have a mistress, it's like celebrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guys at the office know and everyone's like yeah. excited for them. And when women, it's so emotional, but like, I do think we keep it to ourselves in a mm-hmm. way that there's like a lot of shame and there's a lot of shame about these feelings, which is probably why you're getting so many people write this in because they're mm-hmm. like, okay, I got to like let this out, which is why I think people wrote it in for the book. I've had a male straight best friend since I was five years old. And we have kept a journal. I wrote about this in our first book. I kept a journal for over 25 years. We, well, we were on multiple volumes, but we pass it back every few months. And like, he's like a brother, right? Mm-hmm. I have never once in my life wanted to have sex with this man. Like not even fucking close. Like, Do you 0%. think he's ever wanted to have sex with you? You know, I got to be honest. I don't think so. I'm pretty annoying. And when you know all the things about me, I feel like, <laughs> no, like, I just feel like it's one of those things that works, but I know that this is a crazy anomaly. Mm-hmm. And I know that his wife and my husband like really had to like really understand what was you know going on because that's a weird thing. My advice for this person though, however, sorry to get off track, is I think that we are sold this rom-com life where we always have to be in a relationship. Mm. where it's like, you're nothing if you're not in a relationship because it sucks to be single, right? It sucks to go to the wedding single. It sucks to go to this thing single. And like, there's a whole social hierarchy of like events you can't go to with someone you're just boning. Like, yeah. it's just like, it's, yeah. it's like couples are everywhere and you're inundated. So like, once we can, we couple up so fast so that we're taken. And then when we're taken, all this other shit happens around us. And we're like, Ooh, look over there. Look over there. Ooh, that could have been an interesting, like that could have been. And had you just been dating and single and living your life, you could explore all those avenues. My biggest regret of my twenties is that I thought it was so important to be a girlfriend. I thought it was so important to have a boyfriend, to be in a couple. And I wish I had just been like, now I'm in Europe having sex with a cappuccino guy. Now I'm over here and I'm dating this guy and like dating 10 people at the same time. Like I wish I had not thought my whole self being was like wrapped up in being a girlfriend to someone. And so, yes, you can fuck your best friend, but you can't fuck your best friend if you're dating someone else. Mm, so it's like major just key. Fuck your best friend. Just fuck your best friend. Like yes. you can fuck anyone you want. You can do whatever you want, but you can't get all these things when you're in a committed relationship to someone because you've made this commitment mm-hmm. and you need to honor that and you need to honor it for them. But you also need to honor it for yourself. Mm-hmm. You cannot get through the day without telling yourself a lie. It is a very difficult way to live your life. Yeah. 
Yeah. I heard somebody, it was actually a man on a podcast that I agreed with. I know. Shocker, because I've said it before on this podcast that men should not be allowed to have podcasts. Cis men should not be allowed to have podcasts specifically. (laughs) But this one made a point. He was saying the reason why he doesn't... He had to explain this to a group of guys who actively talk about why they shouldn't have to be monogamous, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And he was saying, the reason why I won't cheat on my partner is one, because I love her, but two, because how you do anything is how you do everything. So if I'm willing to go back on my word with her, if I'm willing to go back on my commitment to her, that's how I'll live my life. That's how I'll do everything. I'll never follow through with anything. I'll never have discipline. And I found that so attractive because I'm attracted to men with discipline. I need you to be locked the fuck in because that's how I am. I'm either fucking zero to a hundred. Like we're either all the way in this or I'm all the way out. Mm -hmm. So, or I'm emotionally cheating, but Mm -hmm. not in a long time. That was in high school. (laughs) I'm so much better than that. I've evolved. Of course. But, you know, it's true. Like if you will go back on your word with this person, if you will, and no judgment, but just something to think about. Like, mm-hmm. if you are willing to do that, chances are in other aspects of life, you're probably not as disciplined as you want to be. You probably go back on your word to yourself a lot. So just something to consider. Consider that. Yeah. Sh- consider that that shit will eat you alive. Yeah. Like, it's just not a good way. And there's all of these studies about how all these, like, you know, secrets and shame and lying and affect your health. And mm-hmm. you're, you know, there's. There's just so much life is short. Earth is on fire. Yeah. There's a better way to live than sitting up at night, having anxiety and doom scrolling because of shit you did to your own life. Yeah. Let yourself have anxiety and be doom scrolling because of things that other people have brought onto your plate. Don't make it hard on yourself. And yes, are you going to hurt people along the way? Yeah. Because Sarah probably wants to be in a committed relationship with you or whatever it is. But like, if you're not there, you can't be there and you can't Mm -hmm. lie your way into being there. Mm hmm. That's a fact. Okay, we have some fast-paced ones. Here goes one. My boyfriend is perfect, but I'm seriously considering ending the relationship and traveling the world. Do it. If you are, you should. Yes. Yes, you should. I agree. How do I deal with being And he might be around when you come back. Right. True. He might. But at least he would have had like the gelato and enjoyed the life, you know? I am 40 years old and I cannot believe that I did not have a love affair in Europe with someone who doesn't speak my language. Like I will go on my deathbed. People will be like, what was your biggest regret? And I'll be like Franco in France who only spoke to me in French. Yes. Did not croissant my vagina. Yeah, seriously. On a yacht somewhere. Wish I would have done like, that. You know, sailing the Red Seas. Thank with... you. I, not the Red Seas. Well, I mean, I have big dreams of meeting an Arabian night that will take my, oh, take my breath away. Okay. <laughs> She's he's she's got a princess jasmine <laughs> complex. Yes, 1000%. Too many Disney movies. Mm-hmm. But I I agree. Do it. Do it. Yep. If you're thinking about it, do it. And honestly, have a conversation, be like, "Listen, this is what I need to do for myself. I'm coming into my own. Mm-hmm. I need to do this. I mm-hmm. love you. See you when I get back, maybe." Mm-hmm. Don't don't yeah, don't. Don't wait up. Don't don't make any promises. <laughs> okay, how do I deal with being a virgin woman at 25? I feel like I'm scaring men away. You know, this is interesting. Jack Vanek, who's the co-host of Lady Gang, was a virgin until she was 23. She talks about it a lot on the podcast. And this is on you. This is self-work. 
this is not scaring men away. This is your putting so much pressure on yourself that you're probably very intense about it. It's not a big deal. It's kind of rad. And you're going to be terrible at it for like five years, probably at having sex and like be scared and not confident. Like, you know, you got to have a lot of sex before you're like, and now I'm on top and a nipple pasty, like giving yeah. you full Giselle, you know? Yeah. It takes a while to get there. So give yourself grace, give yourself compassion. And when it happens, it'll happen. And I think Jack lost, ended up like keeping her virginity for so long that she actually lost her virginity in the parking lot at a Buffalo Wild Wings, if I'm not like wrong. So wow. it's like, it may not end up being the fantasy suite. You know, what's fucking crazy. Everyone that I know, that stay virgins until their 20s, like in their they mid-20s. Have, like, they lose it somewhere so shitty. Somewhere like a KFC bathroom. Yes. Like it's always you never. so long. It's not Jessica Simpson, Nick Lachey, like the wedding night with like the lingerie. No. It's like, we're just fucking by a dumpster in the, tr- yes. in the KFC parking lot. Like yes. what? And most of the people that I know who are waiting, I have one person in particular in mind, you know who you are. They're waiting because they're like, I want it to be the most beautiful setting. And like, is it, are, they're not, there's not champagne and roses. And like, no, I lost my virginity at 14 next to a bunch of moving boxes in my basement. Oh, no. You know, it, it, so it's it, it doesn't matter how old you are. Yeah, <laughs> it's traumatic no matter how old you are. And it's usually terrible. So yeah. just take the pressure off. Don't worry about it. And don't make it a whole thing. Yeah. You no, know? yeah. like maybe what you should do is not tell anyone mm-hmm. and then just do it. Yeah. And he's going to be thrilled. I can guarantee that. Yeah. He's going to be like, holy shit, this is the best sex of my life. You're going to be like, thanks. I've been. I've been at this saving a while. <laughs> saving it up. Use lots of lube. Use yeah. a condom. Yeah, definitely use a condom. Okay. My pregnant best friend's husband sleeps with prostitutes on his guy's trips to developing countries. What do I do? A lot of people do this. You do nothing. <laughs> you do nothing. This is a secret that you or you take into the grave. Yeah. A lot, a lot of men and women as well do in this book. I learned a lot of women are hustling. A lot of men go on work trips and hire prostitutes. This is something that I have found in many countries, not just developing countries. A lot of guys go and have sex with people at their bachelor parties. Like it all happens. I think that you cannot get in someone's relationship and know what their rules are. Mm-hmm. And the Mm -hmm. rules change. So like when I first met my husband, I would never in a million years be like, and I mean, I'm still like, I'm not comfortable with it. But like, if today I found out that my husband had gone on some work trip and slept, like I would be sad, upset, mad that he like, if I found out it's because I want him to tell me. And then I wouldn't be that mad because I got to be honest with you. I've been married a long time. I don't want to have sex with you five days a week. (laughs) And I'm tired. I have a UTI. (laughs) If you feel the need to go away on this trip and you're safe about it, I actually don't want to know. And definitely don't want to know. I was thinking about this the other night. Like, I was like, how often is my husband masturbating? And like, have I ever walked in on him? No. And like, how is it every day? Like, Mm -hmm. and And what is he watching? What category? What is he watching? What's he, who is he thinking about? And then I was like, you know what? I don't want to know. As long as I don't have to do the work, I'm fine. And that's how I feel about that which is probably not the way you're supposed to feel about that. That's marriage. I think, and you know what? I think think it's a healthy, I think it's a healthy thing. I think it's a healthy thing. I agree with that. I remember having a conversation with some of my girlfriends about this at my best friend's wedding. And we were talking about, she was a part of the conversation, by the way. 
And we were talking about if you, which I don't know why she took time out of her wedding for us to have this conversation, but it was like fireside girls chat after yeah. at the after party. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about if you found out that your husband was cheating right before the wedding, would you want your friend to tell you? And she was like, no, keep that shit to your fucking self. I've paid all this money. We're having this wedding. I don't want to know if it's not going to kill me. I don't need to know. Like if it was mm-hmm. one off thing, mm-hmm. I don't want to know. One of our other friends got really upset and she was like, you better fucking tell me if some shit like that goes down. Like, you better allow me the chance to make my own decision. I actually don't know what I would want. I think if it was before the wedding, let me know so that I can make my own decision. And if I decide to move forward with him, don't look at me like I'm a fucking idiot the whole time when I'm walking down the aisle in my white dress giving my vows and telling him how I'm committed to this relationship and he's most beautiful person that I trust in the world. Just keep your fucking mouth shut. Let me do what I need to do. But if I'm in a long-term relationship with somebody and something happens and my friend knows about it, do I want to know? And also, if I'm the friend who has this information, I'm sitting on this information and I know what it's like to be a friend who's sitting on information Mm -hmm. that you're like, my friend deserves to know this. Mm -hmm. How do you know that she doesn't already know? And not care or not be willing to deal with it or... For me personally, we were talking about emotional cheating. I'm, I would be more heartbroken if he was like, I've been talking to this woman who's so interesting. Mm. That would hurt me more than you going and fucking someone. Yeah. So like, here's the thing. I had a situation that goes perfectly with this where I, I had a very good friend of mine. She was already married, that kids and she would be calling me and being like, it's just so weird. My son keeps asking who this friend is. Like, you know, like it was just like all signs point to cheater. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But she was not in a place where she was ready to wrap her head around this. She had two small children. I, it was clear as day to me what was happening. Yeah. But I was like, hmm, you know, I'm going to just see if she figures it out on her own. I'm going to coach her and help her and maybe ask some pointed questions about what's going on and try to like point her in that direction. And then I hired a private investigator because I wanted to know for myself what was happening because I was like, well, let me find out. And like within two days, we found them banging and I had the photos. I never told my friend, but I had the photos and I knew this had happened. And then when she got to a point where she was like, like, I'm positive he's cheating on me and I think it's over. Then I was like, okay, great. Let's have a real conversation about this. Like, yes, here's the proof. And she was so thankful. She was like, this has been eating me away for years. I have felt this, but like, I love him and I believe him. So when he's lying to me, I don't want to believe it. I don't want to believe my life's over. Like, thank you. But it was like the right time. I don't think the night before your wedding is the right time (laughs) because it might've been a one-off. I think people, he he was like in a full other fucking relationship, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, that fuck with us. Don't fuck with Cammy and Kelty. No, catch you. Oh, please. The fact that you hired someone, I would have been like, we're keeping this in house. I'll be outside (laughs) every night (laughs) at 12 o'clock with my fucking black outfit and my fucking binoculars. Oh, oh my God. (laughs) I love it so much. When we were doing the Lady Secrets book, we thought of detective names. So I'm Fancy Drew. Oh, my God. Fancy Drew. And yes. uh, Becca's Lady Sherlock and Jack, because she's from the emo, is Agent Emo. And we're like, love it. Dun, 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 dun. Love it. I <laughs> like need I'm one. Outside your house, taking my infrared cameras. Yes. I love that. Don't steal from me. But then, because then some people would be like, well, why didn't you give it to her when you had the information? 
Because you know, if this is a friend that you really care about, we're not in the business of blowing up each other's lives. Mm -hmm. There's a time and a way to do everything. And as women, not to drag on us, but we, we can be dramatic. Mm -hmm. And so just because you have found that out, like you got, I got to look at my friend and be like, you are the mother of two small children. You are obviously struggling. Your relationship is bad, you know? And when are you going to be ready to fix your life? And if they're not ready to fix their life right then, I, I would let them breathe a little because, you know, don't, Oh my God, I need to talk to you, Sarah. Yeah. I found, you know, like that's, that's for you. That's for your own like drama in your own life. Like yeah. it can't be about you and getting it off your chest. Like you got to do what's best for your friend. I agree. Have some consideration. I'm the type of person I have to come to every conclusion by myself. You could give me all the fucking exactly. red flag. You could give me a, a binder. You could give me a fucking library full of shit until I'm ready. Don't fucking tell me what to do. It's the Scorpio mentality. You Crazy. could literally like dissertation of me having sex with your husband. And I would yeah. be like, I'll see. I'll get back to you. We'll circle back. Yeah. We'll circle back. I'm going to do my own investigation. I don't trust these factoids. <laughs> yes. You know, yeah, oh I think God. it's just, you know, I think it's easy to be really dramatic, but life is long and love is long. And so it's just like timing can sometimes be everything with these things. Amen, sister. Healthy, <sighs> first of all. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you for coming on here. I'm so happy for you in your new place. And I'm so happy that I was on the podcast. I feel very honored and I, I love what you're doing and I Thank you. you're beautiful and thanks for having me. And can I just invite everyone to the tour? Please. No, tell tickets everyone where they available. can find you. Tell them about the tour. Yeah. So tickets are available for the lady secrets tour. You're going to love it at the slash tour. But if you can't make the tour, Cami, this book is your girl's book. You ladies, yeah. you're going to love this book. You can pre-order wherever you get books. It's out September 20th. The cover's hot pink. You can't miss it. Go to Amazon, go to Barnes and Noble. Actually, Barnes and Noble's having 20% off sale. So, Ooh. you know, just live your life. It's such a good book. And it's in these short little chapters. So you can read it like when you're putting your kids to bed or you're waiting to go out or like whatever it is. I think your girls will really love it. And there's some really good drawings of penises in there. So, oh, enjoy. even better. We love pictures. Books with pictures always do better. I need the book because I need to get into these secrets. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so for having much. me. Of course. Thank you. You'll be back. <laughs> they always come back, back to ruin your life. <laughs> Cheaters. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. You can catch a new episode of Relationship every single Friday. Make sure you hit that follow button so you don't miss any of the action. And I want to hear from you. So please, if you love the show, leave us a review. But by review, you know I only need five stars only. And let us know what you think. Make sure you follow us on socials at Relationship on Instagram and at Relationship Pod on Twitter. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye, bestie. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.